Radio, the Arsenal Therapy Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Arsenal Therapy Podcast. My name is Farhan, also known as Gunner since 96. Here, of course, with the man himself, Mr. James Payne. James, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good as always, Farhan. How are you? <sighs> good, good, good. Not too bad myself. Um, it does, it does seem like a life it feels like a lifetime since it always does week. man doesn't it it always, it always yeah, does you know i don't know what it is like this week it seems like longer than ever i don't know what it is <laughs> maybe yes. because i've just been so busy this week and i've been so disconnected with the world of yeah like arsenal and everything else but i don't know yeah it, it does feel like a very long time it does feel a little bit strange to still be sitting here and talk uh and preparing for a podcast where there's still yet to be a signing um yeah but having man. said that having said that there have been a lot of strong links with players that could be mm. potentially coming in and players leaving but more importantly we are um heading towards the very end the conclusion of the euros yes and england are still in it England are still in it. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, well, no, not really. Uh, if you look at the 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 kind of route to the final, um, I think most would argue that England should be where they are. Um, mm. Having said that, the result against Germany was the big one, um, and you know, it, it it really did all sort of fall on that game. If if England managed to get past Germany, then it was a case that, you know, the route to the yeah. finals is um, relatively more comfortable than, say, the route to the final uh, for a team like Italy or Spain would be, for instance. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just remembering. I I actually said during that game that we, we wouldn't get past Germany. And, you know, I regret that decision now. In the, in the last episode, I said Germany would be a bit too much for us, but... Uh, they didn't. I don't think uh, they troubled us as much as they they really should have should have done, and uh, we took advantage of that. So we're, we're in the semi final and in a a very good position. Some well, all of us would say to get to the final, and I hope we do do it. So I'm looking forward to the game on on tomorrow. Um, it's on Thursday. Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. 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 Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, the, the last time we the last time we spoke, um, I think Germ the Germany England game had already been played, but um, we we didn't we didn't talk about or we didn't get to because obviously the game was just on Saturday, um, England versus Ukraine. So yes. well, actually, no, 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 no. There were two games. We, we didn't speak about the England Germany game or the England Ukraine game because obviously we recorded on Sunday and the game against Germany was on Tuesday. And then the game against um, Ukraine was on Saturday. Wow. I mean, yeah, we time just yesterday. flies yeah. by. Yeah. yeah, we did record yesterday. Yeah, so we should uh, mention this actually. Me and James, we usually record on Sunday evenings, but due to um, other commitments, yep. i.e. family stuff, yep. uh, we, we, we decided to give it a rest for a day because... Uh, some things are more important in life uh, than and you know, uh, Arsenal. Yeah, and, when, and you know what? We need it. People are, you know, I, yeah. I've, I've enjoyed the the time out. You know, I haven't been so focused on Arsenal as I probably will be in the upcoming uh, the upcoming weeks ahead. But yeah, it was yeah. nice to have a break. And I get what you mean with the, um, you know, when a, when a season ends, you're like scratching around for all this stuff to do and you don't really 
you mm. kind of have a disconnect from it's like you have a a little mini you know vacation away from your football football club yeah. you know like that you know but yeah it's been, it's been nice but obviously we've still had football to focus on because we've had the Euros so there's not yeah. been that much of a disconnect but Arsenal uh, it seems to be picking back up again and taking priority which is nice to see mm. uh, but I, also I think- very I think annoying. of all I think of all the fans <laughs> and of all the fan bases, the Arsenal fan base deserve a break. Yes. Um, uh, it's I mean, especially now as well, because obviously, you know, we were expecting this big bullish kind of window where our Arsenal were gonna well we were anticipating them to act quite yeah, quickly and go through, and, and go full steam ahead. But look, the window, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's easy to forget that the window just opened a couple of weeks ago. It's still very much early days. Having said that, our first friendly isn't that far away. We play, we, we play Hibernian on the 13th of July, which by the all. way is in a week. That's just bad, isn't it? That's one week away. And still no signings. How crazy is that? We I mean, play Hibernian on the 13th you know, at six o'clock and yeah. there, there is yet to be... Uh, but there were obviously reports that Gwenduzi should have been announced. The departure of Gwenduzi should have been announced today. Um, but because it was, of... It? No, I don't think it was. Uh, I think because of a, of a last few... I don't know. No, but he, he announced it himself, but then he quickly deleted it. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you not seen uh, it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, oh wow. my god! Going up on Twitter, going up on Twitter, you should be able to find like some screenshots or something. He announced it, but then he quickly had to delete it. Oh no way! Um, because obviously the club had to, you know, finish some finer details. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. So hold on. Um, but, so it should be somewhere then. Okay, so yeah, you you go on then. And oh right, uh, I see. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. On his Instagram. Yeah, but it's all in French. Is it? Uh, I'll see if I can get you a translation. Oh, wow. So that is actually official because whenever I read reports, like I said, I barely believe the reports and I barely take them for gospel until it's like official, until it comes from an official source, like the player or the club itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got the the English version. So do you want me to read it out to you? Yeah, go on. Matteo Ganduzzi. It was it was a video, and it's it, it was a video. So he obviously put together his highlights. Uh, he said, "Thank you, Arsenal. Thanks for everything. I discovered and learned so much during my time here. It would be impossible to list everything without forgetting one memory or word. But I'll never forget. It. I'll never forget any minutes spent with the Gunners. Ju- well, spent with the Gunners jersey. I thought it's I thought it's a Gunnersaurus. Said spent with the Gunners uh, Gunners jersey. I'll never forget the Emirates Stadium." I will never. There's a lot of. I will never forget. I will never forget everything. I will never forget the time that I strangled Mope and destroyed (laughs) my career. Uh, I'll never forget anything I've been through here. I will never forget. How many are there? What the hell? How many never forgets are there? Okay. Um, So yeah, it's just basically him saying, you know, uh, you know, my time has come to an end, and he'll be a gooner forever. Mm. And through the good and bad moments, and yeah, there were some bad ones, Matteo. Can I list off Dubai, Malpay, a lot of yeah. them, but yeah. you know, um, good luck to him. Uh, I think he's going to Marseille. He is, yeah. Uh, so I think uh, that, that is a loan deal, but then I think it turns into a loan or an option to buy. 
Yeah, I think it turns into such a, a shoddy one. deal again. Yeah. It's such a shoddy deal. I don't yeah. know. How do you feel about this? Because it's I not mean, just Gwendozi, it's Saliba as well. Yeah, it's Saliba as well. You know, whoever is making these deals happen needs some serious. Let's, let's talk about Gwendozi first. We all yep. knew that he was going to leave. Yeah. We all knew that his time at Arsenal was up. But mm-hmm. the question always remained how much was Arsenal going to get rid of him for? Um, because it's my understanding that they bought him as an asset. They bought him as a long-term transfer. If it didn't work out at Arsenal, then they were at least going to shift him for a sizable amount because a couple of seasons ago when he first joined, I think he was on the list of one of the most profitable youngsters in Europe, uh, valued at about 40 mil, something ridiculous. So let's let's talk about, let's start with Guendouzi first. We knew he was going to leave. What's your feelings about the deal, the loan deal and the fact that he, they they have an option to buy him for eleven mil. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, I think it's just like the way we're doing business this summer is just really, really different. Like mm-hmm. apparently we're we're looking to. I read today we're looking to get rid of rid of twelve players in the space before the new season starts. Like you know, getting rid of twelve players to to you know assist with the rebuild and th- so maybe it's just like a uh, like because you I don't know I've never been in football but I imagine you can get loans done pretty quickly than a, other than a regular transfer yeah so, so maybe it's just Arsenal going oh yeah let's just get them out the door and you know out of sight out of mind sort of thing let's just chuck them out on loan with, a, with like a, a little obligation to buy and let's be done with it you know mm. but then the 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 implications of that will would you know will come later on down the line when you know, you're still playing. I imagine Arsenal still have to pay some of the wages because you know it's you know you don't really get out scot free uh, of these loan deals. You still have to contribute something. Yeah. I think it was uh, a couple of days ago we put in the we put in the last paycheck for Özil. We were still paying Özil's yeah, yeah. wages, so there are there there will have to be something in that deal that we still have to contribute to. So in the end, it doesn't really it doesn't really. Um, do anything for us and, and that it just get, gets you know out of sight out of mind as I said but um, yeah I'd rather I'd, I'd rather these players leave on permanent deals but maybe it's just uh, the era and the, the time we live in right now within COVID and stuff like that because let's not forget the market hasn't fully recovered yeah because of COVID I don't want to keep using the excuse because you know it's uh, you know it's, it shouldn't be an excuse mm. uh, but you know it is um, but yeah, uh, in terms of the move for Guendouzi, I think it was always on the cards. Really, I don't think there was any any way back under Mikel Arteta for Matteo. Uh, I did see something uh, like a couple of days ago that suggested that maybe he would get a, like a little bit of a chance. But no, I don't think I think that was just paper. I think that was just rumors circling around. But I think I think Matteo Guendouzi made his own bed and now he had to lie in it because those mm-hmm. those two those two crucial mistakes at Dubai and Brighton. I just, uh, granted, we don't know what went on in Dubai, yeah. uh, but we do know what went on at Brighton, and that was very public. And uh, and yeah. I don't think it's just the 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 Brighton incident itself. I think it's the aftermath and what went on behind closed doors. What he might have said to Arteta, um, yeah. and you know the the. Because didn't guess, he say to didn't he say to Malpay something like I earn more than I, I make more money than you or something on the. I don't uh, know. He said something like I make I'll, I'll make more money than you ever will. 
yeah. on there. <laughs> and it's just, it was just so, what's the word, petty of him. Mm-hmm. To do yeah, and that. I guess, I guess it's, all the, it's, it's also the implications that it has on, you know, the wider squad. Um, how, and, and also, you know, we know that some players find him highly irritating. Not everyone gets along with Matteo um, as well as, you know, everyone gets along with each other. So, um, yeah, look, it, it's disappointing to have seen what's transpired and what's happened to his career so early on, especially at Arsenal. Yeah. Um, it's disappointing that someone with such a high, you know, ceiling, I guess you could say, potential, yeah. um, he has, has so limited potential. him. He's limited himself. And, yeah. um, you know, you only hope that a player like that with so much ability, so much heart, determination, grit, um, is able to pick himself up. But, you know, in terms of the deal, it's the deal itself and how it makes Arsenal look. And I guess the impact it has on our um, dealings, our policy, the way that we are conducting ourselves in the market this season, it is very quite, it's very disappointing. Um, to put it in a nutshell, mm-hmm. I yeah. I have you know I, I I identified early trends of Arsenal typical Arsenal transfer behavior with um, the deal surrounding um, I forget his name wow uh, Greek international twenty three years Panos. old Mavropanos that's it See, look, everything so about that's him what, other than his name yeah. that's <laughs> what I mean but that's what I mean that like they want you to quickly forget these players. Yeah, and and, you know? and 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 look, you know, when I raised the points, when I vented my frustration, I got a lot of backlash for it. Um, about uh, yeah, you know, it being the it being a an acceptable deal. That's something that we just need to get on with and move on as quickly as possible. The it's that kind of attitude that has you know made um us the kind of club that we are and the kind of reputation that we have it's it, it, it makes the Gwenduzi deals um happen you know it brings it to reality um if we were to take our business seriously then i doubt the Gwenduzi deal happens like this i mean i get that we are in a, a pretty tricky market but i refuse to believe that a player of such high potential, a player that was raved about and talked about so much um, when he was playing in an Arsenal shirt. I I refuse to believe that you're unable to get a better deal than a loan move and an option to buy him for £11 million. I mean, that that in itself is quite shameful. We bought him for just over £7 million. And so the profit you're only making is for just over four mil or just under four mil like is that is that profitability is that really you know does that make business sense no um not really especially when yeah especially when you're you you know i don't I, i don't know the ins and outs of arsenal's finances but you know typically we've seen rumors that we do we don't have as much to spend as other clubs you would you would see you would think we want we would want to get everything every sing every little last drop out of a deal that could be done. But it seems like you know. So say for instance, Marseille said, "Oh yeah, we're buying for eleven million, and they go, "All right, no no worries." 
like there's no there's no negotiation what's there's yeah. no like there's no sit like they could go oh can, you have, can we have a little bit higher or oh, can we go can we go to this number this number do, do, do. a little bit more yeah there's no sort of you know it comes down to the ambition again there's no sort of ambition to get the right price for, for the players and that that's you know that may be a problem and look, they, there might be they might have been negotiations for a very long time that have gone on and both parties not being able to find an agreement and then finally somebody settling for 11 mil but the fact of the matter is if marseille can't pay the a reasonable amount and a reasonable amount for Gwenduzi for me personally if you're asking me how much do I weigh how much do I value Gwenduzi right now at this particular moment in time in a market like this he is 22 years old. He is someone who has the potential to be a pretty good centre mid. He has the ability to play in a number of different roles in the, in the middle of the park, as well as playing as a ball playing centre mid. He is also pretty good as a defensive midfielder as well. So he has a number of particular roles within him that are there for clubs to polish up. Um, I, I I wouldn't be happy to see him leave um, any less than 20 mil. Yeah, I'd say that. I think, yeah, I, I think 20 mil for a future French international, um, someone who's proven he is a semi-decent footballer who can play at the highest level, he shouldn't be going for any less than 20 mil. And so it's disappointing that Arsenal, A, fail to find a buyer or fail to sit and wait for someone to come in with a respectable offer and B, send him out on loan with then an option to buy for so cheap. Um, and, and no one can tell me that, you know, it's impossible to shift these players because there are deals that are happening for mm-hmm. millions, for 20, 30, 40 million pounds. Clubs can pay. Clubs can buy. Arsenal are on the verge of signing Ben White from Brighton for 50 mil. If you ask me, 50 million pounds can buy you a a centre-back better than Ben White, a centre-back who can come into Arsenal and absolutely transform that back four. Um, But I understand the logic behind buying Ben White, the age, the fact that he's an England international, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but no one can tell me that there isn't money available at club's disposal to splash. Um, and maybe yeah. you can you can raise the point that look, Gwenduzi hasn't he hasn't got the trajectory of someone like Ben White to be warranting twenty mil. Then don't don't sell him. You keep him at Arsenal, or you yeah. send him out on loan somewhere else, but without the option to 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 buy. I know you yeah. want to get rid of him, but come on, you need to respect yourselves. There, is, yeah, there, there are so many different. There are you know that comes to transfers. There's so many different things that you can do nowadays. You can do clauses like, oh, you know, if he reaches these amount of appearances, you get this much money. Da, 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 da. But there's you know there's no there's no more of a straight like even for instance even <laughs> I'm gonna laugh at this because. Uh, Certain United fans uh, laughed at this, but uh, even the, their Jaden Sancho, their golden boy now, is being paid in five-year installments. Mm. And uh, they they had the cheek to um, say something about our player. Uh, paid, what was it? What, what do they say? Pay, like pay to, you know, I don't know. Pay, uh, buy now, pay later FC or something. Yeah. So this, this, even even now, like clubs, there's, no, there's, there's, you know, rarely ever 
a straight deal anymore. Like, oh, I'll sell you this, but you know, I'll buy this player straight off you without any, you know, there's always has to be like clauses and stuff like that now. And, you know, there's never like a straight, you know, like a straight deal. Like, oh, I'm just going to go and buy your player without no questions asked. There's always some sort of negotiation to be done in terms of clauses and whatever, whatever else. But um, I guess it's just the, the, the time we live in and uh, the time we live in now. But as it, yeah, I just think that Arsenal in terms of negotiating transfers haven't done the best so far because we've lost that. We've lost out on our supposed number one target in Emi Buendia because we, we weren't able to get that over the line. You know, you talk about Ben White. There's there's other clubs circling around the Ben White deal now. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that that I'm pretty sure that that will get done regardless of the. But you know, it's a never say never. And even Emil Smith Rowe now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that. But I'm sure we'll come on to that. Um, yeah. But yeah, in terms of Matic and Doozy, I wish him luck wherever he goes. I think it's Marseille he's going. I just hope yeah. that he can he can grow up a bit. I don't mean that in a in a in a in a nasty way. But um, hopefully he can, you know, grow up as a footballer. Show and a, his real worth. Yes, absolutely. A repeat of what happened to Serge Nabry and others. Yeah. Jeff Renadelaide, etc. Um, oh, there's also, Jeff, uh, yeah, yeah, what a player. And he's doing great as well. <laughs> he's doing great things. Um, another player that's on his way out to Marseille, surprisingly, is um, William Saliba. Um <laughs> Let's 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 have a quick uh, chat about Saliba because how long we got? <laughs> this is a player that has been doing the rounds for the last two seasons. It's been a fascinating, fascinating case study to look at and to fantasize about. But we know that Arsenal Arsenal want to send him out on loan, but they're refusing to sell him because he is part of. Well, supposedly he is part of Arteta's plans. And I guess it's not surprising to hear that because we've heard it from his mouth. We've heard him say it before, you know, when asked about Saliba, he is an exceptional talent, he said, Mm -hmm. he mentioned before. Um, The club value him. The club want him to make the right steps. Um, So give me your thoughts on on this whole Saliba saga, the fact that he's now Um, on his way to Marseille. What does that say about Arsenal? What do you think is happening to him? And how do you think the club are viewing this situation? What do they want to do with him? Well, I could could tell you what I think Arsenal are trying to do. And that's trying, that's trying, that's trying, that is to try to make sure he is fully, 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 100% without any shadow of a doubt, ready for, ready for, Arsenal. Yeah. Now, some would argue, I would argue, you know, that he's ready now because we've we've seen, you know, even before he signed for Arsenal, right? Even before, you know, he was announced as an Arsenal player, we saw glimpses of how good he can be, you know? Mm. And we saw it last year, uh, last season with his low move to Nice, you know, ripped it up there as well. And, you know, he's just not getting the chance. And I don't know, I don't know why. I don't know why, you know, maybe, maybe it is because he's not, they, they want him to be fully ready. But other than that, I really can't think of any, you know, uh, other reason. Mm. But yeah, it's just three seasons without playing for Arsenal. It's quite, um, it's quite weird. Uh, is, is this a positive move for Saliba? I mean, what do you think is going on inside of his own head? And how do you think he's viewing the situation? I mean, you know, 
I did, I did, to be fair, I did see one tweet that said um, there's a reason why uh, Saliba is staying in France. And that's because maybe he isn't ready to adapt to it. Because I, I remember he did, he didn't really like being in London. There was some, there was like, there was like something. He was homesick or whatever, which is yeah. fair enough because some personal stuff did happen to him. Mm. Um, so maybe he wanted to, you know, be stay in France. But I don't know. I don't know. I've seen so many different stories about Saliba. Oh yeah, you know, he he should be given the chance. Oh yeah, he should go out on loan. But you know, I this is a what deal do that, you think needs that? Well, I mean, what's your what is what, your opinion about Saliba? What do you think? Yeah, I think he should have been done for. Yeah. Uh, with him I think he should have got the chance and I think even even if we sign White I think we should have played the back three mm. uh, you know Tierney uh, Gabriel and forget you know I said forget about the you know left-sided right-sided nonsense you know what I mean just yeah. just play a centre-back because he's a centre-back not because of what foot what foot he decides to you know which is his stronger foot play um, Gabriel Saliba and White if you want and then mm. you know but I have I just hope he does get the chance. I hope it's it's, it's not just one of those, you know, because it's not an Arteta signing. It's a it's an Emery signing. Wasn't it an Emery signing? It was an Emery signing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not even you know. So I don't, I don't want this to be one of like oh let's just because he's not he wasn't bought in as one of mine. Let's just cast him to the side. Which I hope yeah. that's not. I, I hope that's not um, what Arteta is thinking because Arteta doesn't seem like that guy personally. He doesn't seem like a guy to do that. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not in. I, I don't work with him, so I don't, I don't know what he what he likes to do. But um, yeah, I just hope he does get the chance in the future because I think he um, he 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 does have something to offer. But right now, he's just not getting it for one way or another. What's your opinion? I think um, I think I'm done talking about William Saliba. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Same. Uh, it's just. Uh, if the club are saying or indirectly saying that William Saliba is not ready to play first team football for Arsenal Football Club, and if the people that are making the decision are Mikel Arteta, Edu, and possibly um, Vinay and anyone else, they've clearly had meetings about this player because he is a big deal. We he's cost us almost thirty million pounds as a business move. It needs to come to fruition. We need to be able to at least get that thirty mil from him. Um, so, if the, if the if the guys at the top of the club have made the decision that he's not ready to play first team football, he's an asset right now. We need to protect him. Then who am I to say? Well, actually, we've seen him at Nice. We've seen him elsewhere. We think he's a great defender and we think that he's ready to play first team football. If he's not ready, then he's not ready. So yeah. I can I can understand the decision to send Saliba out on loan again. And I think that um, the fact that it's not with an option to buy, there, there, there have been reports of potentially finding a permanent move for Saliba, but you know, I highly doubt any of those reports were accurate or the club was seriously considering it. I understand that Arteta has come in as a new manager and, you know, maybe he might not fancy Saliba as much, but there's no doubting his capabilities and his ceiling. Um, we know what type of a defender Saliba is and, and how powerful and how influential he can be at the back. Um, yeah. But equally, we know how impressionable 
of a young individual he is. He is maybe slightly overconfident and maybe is overstating his abilities as of now. Um, and so I think he needs that level of maturity to play in the Premier League, to play in League Un and to, you know, star in a mid-table team is one thing, but to play in the Premier League for a club who's desperate to be back in the big leagues in the big time is a completely different ball game. So look, logically, rationally, it makes sense for him to go back on, out on loan. Emotionally, it's frustrating because we haven't seen this guy in an Arsenal shirt play for the first team in almost, what, it's going to be three seasons, it's going to be three years at the end of his loan at Marseille. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Three yeah. years. So, yeah. um, it, you know, uh, it's frustrating. Fans will get emotional about the decision, but if he's not ready, then he's not ready. Um, I guess the only positive you can take from this is that he will be back. And yeah, I'd hope so. You know, hopefully um, if everything goes well at Marseille and he shines, then Arteta won't have any, he won't have a choice. But Yeah, he won't have have anything to fall back on. He won't, you know, it won't be one of those, oh yeah, uh, let's find another excuse. And I'm not saying there are excuses, but, you know, right now it seems like there is a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, and I'm. I, 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 this is not on Arteta. I mean, maybe there is, you know, something that we don't know because you know Arsenal tend to do something quite secretive, mm. and they they you know they don't let things get out, which I think is 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 great. There's uh, but- no room for error when you make a transfer. Like when you make a move for a player like Saliba, when you spend as much as you have, there, there is no room for error. You cannot mess up a player like Saliba. You need to make it count. From a biz- business point of view, Arsenal have to protect him. Forget it. Forget about, you know, how us fans feel about someone who is extremely talented and someone who we want to see in many years to come. Arsenal as an entity, as a business, as an, as, as an, as an establishment with, you know, money to make Saliba needs to be protected at all costs. So it makes sense for all parties. It makes sense. And Saliba is probably a bit pissed off and probably a bit, you know, cringed out that he is on his third um, loan move. Yeah. You know, it's, it's quite, it would rare, annoy me it? if I played football. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's you know, coming in it's, from, it's extraordinary coming, that coming a club from, yeah. buys a player and then loans them out three years in a row. Where did he come from? Um, he came from my God. The team is, is in my head. No, it's not Toulouse. It's uh, it's the green one. Ah, uh, um, damn! It's gonna bother me now. I'm gonna have to find out. Sassuolo? No, no. Was uh, it French? God. Yeah, it's the French team. They have a green logo. Uh, um. Hold on. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is going to annoy me as well. Hold on. Um, it's annoying. Hold on. He Brilliant. is. I'll find it before he sent Etienne. Found it. Oh my God. Sent <laughs> uh, Etienne. Yes, Saint Etienne. I, I would think back in when he signed, I said, oh, yes, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. 30 million. They want me for 30 million. A great Premier League club. Oh, I don't play for three years. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be so underwhelmed. I'd be, you know, um, so I, I get it. He's probably he's probably feeling a bit, you know, run down. But you know, maybe mm. he also thinks this is best for him as well. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully, you would hope so. But being hopefully. so young, um, you know, he 
the only thing he wants to do right now is just play football. Play football and um, you know, prove to the world how good he is. Yeah, um, absolutely. But uh yeah, moving on from Marseille and from Saliba, from Gwen Doozy, there are other players at Arsenal that need to yes. be spoken about, that things that need to be addressed. Um, one of the things that needs to be addressed that addressed that hasn't featured in the media of late, but it's something that I picked up on. Um, and that's it's gone quite quiet, actually. It's gone a bit under the radar. Um, and that's the Lacazette situation. Oh, um, I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. right. That's right. I thought I'd bring that back into the uh into right. the limelight, into the air. And um Let's go. so so <laughs> <laughs> so look, the situation of Lacazette is very simple. He's on his last year of his deal. Yeah. Um, the club haven't offered him a deal. They they haven't offered him an extension, and we haven't heard any reports, or I haven't heard any reports of late that clubs want to pick him up and or that he wants to move on. So um, I want to ask you what Arsenal should do with Lacazette now. Sell him. Um, okay. Very, yeah. Very bluntly sell him. Um, and if so, you know, how much do you reckon Arsenal can get for him? And uh, hold on, before, before I say, before I, uh, before I go on with the, this, this conversation, I don't mean, I don't mean sell him because he's bad. I think sell him because I think, you know, I think he's had his day. Uh, not because he's not because he's not a good footballer. He's great footballer, but I think, you know, I think we can do better. Um, there are better players than him out there. They are relatively cheap at the minute. Uh, you th- you think of well, Andre Silva went to uh, Leon, I think. So he's out the picture. But you know, you have Ben uh, Dembele. Edouard still hasn't got a club. Mm. You know. Um, but I don't know. I don't really don't know what uh, <laughs> you kind of caught me off guard with Lacazette because I thought it was going to be someone else. Um, I did hear that you know he's open. You know if a, if a move comes in for him, they are going to listen to them. But as you said, no offers seem to be coming in right now, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> do you think we're going to offer him a new deal or no? Um, I don't see Arsenal offering Lacazette a new deal because I think we're headed towards a new direction. I think there is a sort of a nuance at Arsenal with Arteta and with Edu. They clearly view um, Arsenal as a regeneration kind of project where, you know, bring uh, out out with the old, in with the new. I've just said it the other way around. But um, yeah, with, with, with the links that we've had with, you know, Lokonga, White, Tavares, um, etc., and you know, with players moving on, like um, who's just left? Well, actually, quite the the only player that has gone is a twenty three year old. But um, we're talking about players like Shaka, for instance. David Luiz has already left. Who still hasn't left? Sorry. He still hasn't left. I mean, you, you know, you you got Julian, <laughs> who they're looking to get out of the door as well. Who only this week has come out that you know, the MLS, um, I think, was it Dallas? Who to Miami? I think. Into Miami failed to come to a, an agreement yeah, with him. Do you, do you know why? Uh, wage over wage. Yes, because he, yeah. he he wants a ludicrous amount of money. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, and so and so <laughs> oh. yeah. I mean, yeah. So look, the situation at Arsenal is that you know we we are looking for a the, the positive thing that you can take from this situation is that Arsenal are headed in the right direction. They want to redesign and rebuild. Um, a positive structure um, and it's not 
now we're not talking about players that are at the end of their careers and players that are only, you know, I guess have just hit their peak and a, a move to Arsenal will be a massive risk. We're now talking about players that have a high ceiling that have potential to become superstar. Um, and with, so with Lacazette, uh, I guess we're, we're, we're at a bit of a cross rail because you've got in Lacazette someone who had a fairly decent, okay-ish season, but you know, going on from there, it, there is a high chance, a very high chance that it will go downhill from now. The same goes with Aubameyang. I mean, Aubameyang, I guess, is, is, is a unique um, player, is a unique sort of case study because he is just so unbelievably talented. He is still one of the top strikers in Europe. Um, his his career has been nothing more than just delivering incredible 90 minutes of football followed by great goals followed by brilliant runs off and on the ball but it's just this season he's had a bit of a blip so it's hard to tell with him but with Lacazette there's certainly some there's a there's certainly a player there who tries who does uh, very well for the team but ultimately isn't who he used to be so I I would expect Arsenal to do everything they can I mean when we talk about deals surrounding Guendouzi for 11 mil. These are the kind of deals that I don't mind hearing with players like Lacazette. You know, I don't mind if Arsenal scrimp, uh, skimp and scrape um, to try and get rid of him as quickly as possible. I don't mind if they sell him to the first bidder. You know, I don't mind if they have that kind of attitude of let's try and get rid of him as quickly as possible. But there's nothing like that of that kind of sort. So, it's difficult. It's difficult to say what's going to be happening with him. Like he said, like uh, reports have said, and like we've been hearing for a while, you know, he's on his last year. Mm-hmm. So if Arsenal fail to sell him, then he walks. He walks for free. And that's another deal. That's another player that gets to walk for free. And that is a, that's more money effectively that Arsenal lose because they've spent something on him and we haven't got very much out of him since he's been here. He's, he's delivered goals for us, but ultimately uh, the, the return on investment has been very, very low. We haven't won a Premier League trophy. We haven't, we haven't been in the Champions League. I think, no, we have been in the Champions League one season. I think he was here. Was it? Is it really? No, he hasn't, he hasn't been in the uh, Champions League ever. Okay. So he hasn't been in the Champions League then. No. Um, so really Arsenal are, if we if we fail to sell him, Arsenal have failed um, as a business to try and you know damage limitation, try and limit the amount of money that they lose. Mm-hmm. And you know, if if he does go for free, you know, it, it will just add to a long list of players that have gone for free. Mm-hmm. And I thought we were over that, and you know, but uh, I hope that's not the case. I hope that someone does come in for him, as you said, uh, but it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like anyone is willing to come in for him. Maybe, maybe we use a swap deal for for a player. I don't know. And um, but who knows? Um, but yeah, maybe for like an OR, maybe he'll go back to Leon or something. I don't know. Um, I'm just, I'm literally, I'm just, I, I'm just thinking of you know different different scenarios. But if he gets, if he does get a contract offer, then you know, uh, I guess. You know, it will just have to stay for another year until his contract runs out again, <laughs> um, because yeah. obviously the, the year will add on um, to his current deal. So, yeah, I uh, I don't know, I don't know really. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be um, 
a strange one for him because I haven't really mm. seen any 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 sort of indication that he's going or staying. If you know, yeah. he's staying or going. If you know what I mean. It might be one of those deals that you know develop as the window gets closer to closing. To closing, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I guess most of the business will be conducted after the Euros are concluded, um, which is you know only a week away. So who knows? I mean, who knows? I guess uh, maybe after the the finals, a couple of days after the finals, we will see an in an, an influx of outgoings and incomings from Arsenal. Who knows? But one of the deals that we certainly are on the brink of seeing being completed is Granite Shaka to Roma. Um, he's made are comments. Is it, yeah, is it, I, yeah, yeah, I believe so. I believe so. I believe... Um, <laughs> I was joking. It, <laughs> it's taking oh, too sorry. long. Yeah, it's, oh. it's taking way too long. I mean, look, he's made comments himself about um, learning Italian. He's made comments... Yeah. <laughs> all sorts of comments about Arsenal, about his time here. Um, we've heard from official sources, uh, the most official that you can get, that Granite Xhaka is on the verge of moving to Roma and all that remains is a few million pounds of negotiation, of, ne- of negotiations between the two clubs. Um, it, I think he's, it's, the move is being valued at about 15 mil. Is that right? 15 yeah, million I think, pounds? I think, I think that's correct. Yeah. Or euros. I don't know. Uh, but I think they're holding out for an, uh, a bigger fee, which is interesting. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's fully set in stone yet, you know? Yeah. I think we're, we're trying to hold on, trying, trying to get, you know, everything out of them, but I think the deal is, is pretty much if not when, or when not if. Um, because, because now uh, the Swiss are out of the Euros, so now you'd yeah. expect things to start yeah, moving expect, quite quickly. Yeah, you'd expect things to start moving quickly and, uh, I think it, it will, will be concluded probably by the end of the Euros. I'd because, like to think so. Yeah, because, I mean, look, one of the biggest sort of um, factors that could affect his the fee is his last performance where he absolutely played it absolutely brilliantly to take France into extra time and... You know what a performance! I think he got yeah, man of the absolutely, match. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, um, absolutely brilliant. He got an assist, and he got himself suspended for the quarterfinals, <laughs> which cost them dearly because now classic they're out. Granit but yeah. yeah, like classic, yeah, classic Granit Xhaka. And 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 look, yeah. So and I guess I guess after that performance, uh, the fan base going crazy. You know, that's at least five million it added onto his price tag, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but do you think that Granit Xhaka has? given us forty million pounds worth of business during, during his Arsenal. time at Arsenal. Yeah. Um because he cost us about he, he cost us 40 mil, 40.5 40. <laughs> mil. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. in that time since 2016, I think we he came in. Um yep. five years, that's how much is that? That's about 40 divided by five, quick maths, is eight mil. Has has he warranted eight million pounds per season? Um, I mean, in drips and drabs, yes. Mm. But I don't think he's been, been as consistent yeah. as, he, as he should be. But in, in drips and drabs, yes. He's shown that he is capable of doing a job. 
And um, he's had some, don't get me wrong, he's had some stellar performances at Arsenal. Um, yeah. there, 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 is, there is times when he's absolutely bossed it. And then there's times where he's been complete and utter shite. Hmm. Excuse the French. Um, but, you know, I think it will be a mixed bag because I think, um, yeah, as I said, he's had some times where he's absolutely, he's, he's, he's done it. He's there. He's been the man of the match. We, you know, he was captain of this club for a few, like a few years. You know, he's like he was like leader until you know it got taken took off taken off him from one reason or another. I think we all know why. I don't have to go over it again. Yeah, um, I think that's what soured it to be honest. That that moment. Because I think if he if he didn't have it, if we, if he, if uh, he didn't do that, then he he might still stand a chance. Mm. So fifteen mil for 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 Shaka. Um, is that a deal that Arsenal take and just get it over the line, or is there, you know, are we are we commending Arsenal for holding out and trying to squeeze as much as possible, and by doing that, risking potentially Roma leaving the negotiating table? Yeah, because let's not let's not forget it is Jose Mourinho who is <laughs> who is behind. Uh, well, sort to be behind this deal, so he would want as much money as well. He would want to get the deal done but I think we're holding out for a little bit more and hopefully we will get it done and uh, soon Jack will become a Roma, a Roma player but as, as I think I said it in the last podcast I'm, I'll be sad to see him go because he's a genuine guy um, you know just it, uh, towards the end it kind of got a little bit iffy with the situation yeah. but let, let's not forget he came back from that you know he came back from that he did his best Uh kind of uh, repaid the faith of some, like, some Arsenal fans have probably forgiven him. I know I have. I've forgiven him for what happened. But, mm. you know, some some still haven't. <laughs> and uh, there are still times where he might get the odd, the little odd abuse and be made a scapegoat. So I don't think now is the time to, to cash in. We've had him for five years and now it's time to move on. I, th- I think the Euros now is the best time to send him after that performance because his, his value will skyrocket. So I think that's that's why we're holding out for a little bit more. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Granit Xhaka myself. I think, you know, for me, if you ask me how much is he valued in this market at this current moment in time, I wouldn't be happy to see him go for any less than 20 mil. Um, I think, you know, being Swiss international, not just that, but also being their captain, uh, approaching the age of 29, still got at least three, four years in him, moving over to Serie A, um, he will have a great time playing there as well because the way that he plays, his playing style will suit Serie A to the T, the tempo, the technical ability as well. And, you know, his abilities in this in the middle of the park um, will suit him perfectly, playing in a Jose Mourinho squad as well. So I don't know why Roma are so reluctant. I mean, I get it. You know, they're pretty much bankrupt. They've got no money um, to, to, to pay for um to make any big signings but you know when when you when you um the word i'm looking for is when you wow oh, i can't help you on this you one i have on this one because yeah, no you have no idea what i'm talking about um when you manufacture a product when you manufacture a player like grand shaka um the way that i have then there is I, I, I don't know why there aren't other Serie A teams that are lining up 
to try and take Shaka off Arsenal's hand. Like I said, you know, maybe that's just uh, Arsenal not being able to conduct their business as efficiently as possible. Maybe it's uh, the lack of Edu's experience in that role. Um, who knows? Who knows? But, you know, I know that we will be seeing the conclusion of that deal very soon. I would hope he so. He will be leaving and we will be getting a bit of money for him. So um, that's Shaka. Now, um, there's a, just a few more players I want to talk about leaving Arsenal and then we can touch on the potential incomings. And we've spoken about incomings for the last few weeks and the same names keep popping up. But in terms of um, the last few that are here, um, Arsenal, I mean, today there are strong reports that Runison is on his way out mm-hmm. to Altai Sport in Good Turkey. Yeah. So that that is a that is a positive bit of this <laughs> Arsenal are doing, yeah. Because it shows that, um, well, they, they it shows that they are sticking to their word. Uh, they're doing the business that they promised they would do, which yep. is getting rid of Renarsson, um, a player they should never have invested in, but they did because they made a very bad calculated this uh, business move, a decision that didn't pay off. They went for the wrong keeper. Um, And I guess another good reason, another benefit, another positive to take away from this move is that now, hopefully, the likely chances of them bringing in another goalkeeper is fairly high because after Renison, I don't know who who the next number two would be for Leno. Um, So, yeah. I think I've seen Neto be... Uh, linked. Yeah, um, yeah, I've seen that. So, so. But um, yeah, I think you know I don't want to be too mean about Ronison, but I do believe that you know it's it's it, he was never going to stay at Arsenal for a long time. I think, and last season his his mistakes just were the most ridiculous. You know, you'd think you'd be on Newbin Frame or something like that. Mm. Like so, some of the stuff was so ridiculous. Like asking, asking if he wants to go up for a, a free kick or sh- like looking to the bench for he, like shall do this. Should, you know, it's not how it, it's not how it should go down. So, um, yeah, yeah so, I, feel, I feel bad for him because the, I do. Yeah, the experience that Arsenal has completely rocked his confidence. But on the flip yeah. side, it all looked great on his CV. So no matter where he goes there will be that one years of experience at Arsenal that he's got, which will be crucial for, I guess, rebuilding him as a goalkeeper anywhere else in Europe or wherever he decides to go. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, so, yeah, you know, farewell to to Renarsson, Renarsson, um, uh, you know, best of luck. Um, yeah. And the, the final player that I want to talk about who isn't moving away, um, the one player that isn't being linked to a move elsewhere, Today, it was announced unofficially by a couple of reports that Arsenal are looking to keep Joe Willock. Um, mm. So I, I, I heard in the last two days that there are a number of youngsters that Arsenal are looking to sell. Um, Nelson, Maitland-Niles, potentially Joe Willock as well. But today, a couple of sources indicating that Arsenal are going to keep Joe Willock for a season um, because of how well he did at Newcastle. And potentially, I I will try... I'll, I'm assuming that because of also what happened... Um, with Odegaard news that Odegaard is going to be staying at Madrid I guess for Mm. them it makes sense to keep 
Willock if they're unable to get um, their number one, number 10, number one choice in that position. Because now yeah. I guess with Willock and with Odegaard, not Odegaard, sorry, with Willock and Emil Smith-Rowe, you've got two young uh, one of them being very, very, very good, and the other one being potentially very good. Um, balancing acts that could, I guess, bounce off each other pretty well. Would you think? Yeah. The only thing I'd say to that, the only thing I'd say to the Willet deal, is he has to show. He has to show what he showed at Newcastle, mm. because otherwise, there's no point. And hopefully he's given the opportunity to do that because I feel like in Newcastle, he was given a lot of freedom by Steve Bruce to just do what he needs to do. Whereas Arsenal, everything's a little bit more structured. There is a lot more discipline in the way that players need to um, almost fit into Arteta's mould. There needs to be certain characteristics in everybody's game in order to fit into what Arteta wants because it's very specific. It's very structured. It's very... Calculated, whereas at Newcastle, it's Joe, get off the bench and get the ball, pick it up, do whatever you need to do with it, but just shine, show a bit of quality out there. And um, yeah, like I said, I hope that, I mean, I I don't know how much Arteta will allow Willock to do that. And I don't know how much he'll feel comfortable playing with so much freedom. Um, There'll be a tremendous amount of pressure on him. And I guess the question remains whether he can handle that type of pressure and also step up to the plate and just get on with it. Absolutely. I mean, I would hope, I would hope that he, you know, takes this chance with, with everything that he has, because this will be the best time coming off a loan spell with Newcastle. I think it's 12 goals or seven goals or something. The amount of goals, the records he broke last season, coming off of that and coming straight back into Arsenal, you know, and putting all your effort and all your, you know, everything you have into that, I think it'll be a really good, hopefully a really good season for him. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll see what happens. And um, like I said, you know, that that news linking that to Odegaard not joining Arsenal, um, sending, releasing that farewell message. Um, was there ever a chance that Arsenal were ever going to sign him? Nah, no, I don't think so. There may there may have been there may have been some reports, but I think as soon as Carlo Ancelotti came back through the door, yeah, uh, every 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 sort of relationship that players have with Zidane or any other, you know, was reset as as yeah. as as, as uh, they normally are because um, it's a new regime. Carlo Ancelotti has a a different way of playing than I, I would imagine um, mm. other players do. So other managers do sorry so I think it's just like a reset so I think uh, you know Odegaard wants to have that time at Real Madrid he's he's had that time at Arsenal now where he he can you know show he could show Real Madrid what he could do yeah uh, and I could imagine Real Madrid were quite encouraged by that to finally see it from their own player um, so maybe he gets a chance I'll be very surprised if it does work out for him at Madrid um, and I say that because I think Madrid are in a very sort of similar position of, uh, of that of Arsenal, which is trying to rebuild, trying to find the right direction. And if, if it hasn't worked so far with Odegaard in the squad, um, and I expect them to invest heavily, then I... I don't know whether Odegaard can push through uh, 
squad full of players that are going to be coming in left, right, center, players that are going to be almost hungrier, hung, as hungry, if not hungrier than him. Um, I'm surprised that he didn't consider staying at Arsenal. I mean, he might have considered it, but it seems like, and, and, I, and I certainly get it, you know, when you're, when you're at a club like Real Madrid and you're so young, you want to do everything you can to try and, you know, make sure you solidify your place there because once you've got that opportunity, you grab it with both hands. Uh, yeah. But I, I look back at the transfers of Mesut Ozil and Alexis Sanchez and how, you know, I guess more so with Sanchez where he was in a similar position at, at Barcelona, um, finding it difficult to push into the first team, being an incredible talent, coming to Arsenal and lighting the world up. And I, I look at Udegaard a little bit like that in the sense that, well, if it's not working at Madrid, maybe you should go somewhere else like Arsenal where you know you will be at the centre stage or you will have the stage for you to perform the way that you want to. Whereas somewhere like Barcelona at Real Madrid, it's so unbelievably difficult. Why take, or not necessarily waste the time, but why waste your energy in trying to compete with so many other superstars when you can make a name for yourself at somewhere like Arsenal. And it just shows how far we've come down the pecking order. But um, the reality is that if you come to Arsenal, you know that you're going to be able to, like I said, light the Premier League up, um, have the world at your feet. And then potentially should things work out, and, you know, God forbid it ever happens to Arsenal players again. Um, but then being able to use Arsenal as a, as, a, as a stepping stone to move back to Real Madrid or a, a club of that stature um, and then be better prepared for the challenge there. Um, so, yeah, I was a little bit surprised that he, he didn't consider that. Um, because I think Arteta adored him quite a lot. I think the fans fell in love with him and I think he fell in love with Arsenal, you know, nearing the end of his time at the club. He did, yeah. I, I would I would hope so. Because, you know, he seemed right at home with, with um, the Arsenal players and the Arsenal fans. So I'd hope that was the case and he was able to, you know, get a little bit of, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, but a little bit of, you know, like a little bit of, you know, comfort in the fact that this could become his home. Like mm. he could, he could, he could have settled in here if he, if he chose to transfer. Um, and he got, and he also got a taste of the Premier League. So, but I, I understand he might want to continue at Real Madrid and, and have his chance. So I can't, I can't, I don't have any, anything bad to say about Martin. I think uh, he will, you know, try his best at Real Madrid and see, see what happens. But, who knows? We could see him back in January. I, I, I can't. I, I couldn't see it, but we yeah. could see. We could see him at a new club because it may it may not work out. So, yeah. If that's yeah. the case, then you know we just have to to move on. Yeah, and uh, with that, we can I guess now discuss the incomings. Uh, this pretty much the whole of this podcast has been just talking about players potentially leaving, but that's because. The there same so players that we talk about, yeah, there's so many, and the same players we talk about coming in are yet to arrive. So the three players that have been linked, heavily linked, and the two players that are pretty much done and dusted, and we're just waiting for the announcement, is um, Lekonga, Tavares, and potentially Ben White. Um, now, the two that are sort of a here we go, um, as <laughs> the man likes to say, 
um, is yep. Lokonga and Tavares. I mean, Tavares was was linked fairly early on in the week, and this deal happened. You know, things started to unravel quite quickly, um, and I think after the the link being announced, the reports being released only two or three days later were we hearing that the deal was being wrapped up. So Tavares, 21-year-old, left back at Benfica. We saw him playing against us and um, currently valued at about six mil. We're paying what reported, what the reports say to be about eight mil um, to be a backup left back to Kieran Tierney. What are your thoughts? Uh... Well, I've seen I've seen a video of him, and he does look promising. Because uh, obviously, I don't really I haven't really seen him in in any games that I've watched. Because let's be honest, he he I didn't really know of him before he was mentioned. Yeah, um, and that's the case with a lot of Arsenal players over the years, like Saliba. I didn't really know Gendouzi, No one knew. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he looks like a he looks like he could be a good player for us, and I hope he you know gets gets the chance. I hope it's not just Tierney. Obviously, yes, Tierney will start most games, um, but I do hope he gets the odd chance here and there to prove that he he can do it. Yeah. Um, likewise, I mean, I'll just echo what you just said, and uh, same again. Really, don't really know much about the fella. Um, Twenty-one years old, very young, very impressionable, playing for the first team in Benfica and um, that's impressive in itself um, and actually players that come from the your Benfica your sporting Lisbon and clubs of that ilk do have quite high return value on on, on the players um, that they sell and they produce quite a good fair amount of players that have come from um, these types of teams have you know developed into pretty good decent players so I don't know what to expect from him I mean when we played Benfica I don't remember ever seeing him on the pitch so that's not great but um, early days and Arsenal needed to get a backup left back they've they're getting one in Tavares Um, I guess we will just have to wait and see what comes with the signing whether he's going to be able to handle the Premier League or not Uh, but uh, another player that is on the verge of signing is quite an exciting one because it's a central midfielder and one that is going to probably fill the void that Gwendouzi will leave behind, which is Lakonga. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel again, about again? Don't know much about him either, but um, I've heard that uh, Thierry Henry put down the groundwork for this deal, yeah. Uh, so we got him to thank for that, yeah. And whoever Thierry Henry recommends, he must have. Arsenal's best interest at heart. Uh, so I, I'm pretty happy with that one, even without seeing him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, there's there's, there's a certain... It's weird to say, and, you know, listeners listening to this are probably going to think, what, what, what on earth is he talking about? But you often... You can often tell, you often get a feeling, a sort of a... I don't know. There's, there's, there's like, you know, when people talk about first impressions, um, the very first impressions of a player, when you maybe look at them in their kit, see the first pictures on, on, on social media of them in action or whatever. Um, you can often tell what you're going to get, or you can get an idea. And the idea that I got from Lakonga 
seeing photos on social media, his age profile, the fact that he captained his team halfway through the season, the fact that he's coming from Andelect, um, uh, you know, one of the biggest sides in, in, in the Belgian pro league. Um, and having a close look at stats, and of course, stats mean nothing at the end of the day until they arrive and until you see them with the ball at their feet and the way that they move. Uh, but it seems promising. It seems like a positive transfer. But I will echo what I said in previous episodes, and that is I hope that Arsenal don't prioritise Lokonga as a starting midfielder. I hope it's a similar sort of signing with alongside Tavares, um, someone who will learn on the job, someone who will observe and someone who will, um, who is, who is happy to sort of play second fiddle to somebody else. Um, someone who will get his opportunity, but will ultimately be a sponge. So that's what I hope with Sambi Lokonga. Um, and, you know, I think it's pretty much official that he's joining Arsenal. He, we know that he's missed the first um, pre-season training with Anderlecht. He was missing. Yeah. So we know that he's on his way and, and, and the deal is set to be complete around 17 mil is the fee that they're saying. 17 mil. So um, I think that's a fairly good healthy amount of money to be throwing at a 21 year old who it could potentially be, you know, a 50, 60 mil central midfielder who knows. Yeah. But those two signings are definitely positive signings. Arsenal making the right moves in going in the right directions, but we're still waiting for the big signings, you know, your starting center mid, your starting striker, um, someone to replace Hector Bellerin, potentially Ben White. And, um, you know, a few worrying reports coming out that there is a, there are other teams interested in Ben White and that Arsenal are failing to get it over the line because they're not offering the 50 mil. And there was another report that I saw earlier today that the 50 mil offer was accepted. Um, so very conflicting reports, just like the ones that we saw with another player. Um, I forget who it was. Uh, La- uh Locatelli. Locatelli. Like yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, it was Locatelli. Yeah. It was Locatelli, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, some reports saying that the the, the offer had been accepted. Others saying that it hadn't, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you know, so much coming out from all different sides. But um, ultimately, um, those two signings for me are quite positive ones. We just need to, I guess, now get the real business done. Um, which is like I said, get Ben White over the line because you know we're, we're pretty we're fairly certain now that he will be uh the center back that comes into the frame. Um, whether he's the right one or not, again, we we yet to find out. We need to still get a right back, we still need to get a center mid, potentially even yep. another center mid and a striker as well, maybe. Um, so plenty, plenty of stuff to to get done. And we do have a new squad number as well for a player. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. It is uh, officially Thomas Partey, number five. Yes, and I called it from the very, did, yeah. fir- from the very first. Uh, like, I, I knew I knew as soon as I, I knew as soon as that first squad number was announced, I was like, nah, it's not keeping that. Because <laughs> it doesn't suit it doesn't suit him. I'm so used to him playing in a number five. 
Uh, yeah. So I was like, nah, he's not keeping that. And I, I knew as soon as the season ended and as soon as, because the number the number five has already always been freed up uh, ever since um, Socrates left. So, um, yeah, exactly. But obviously they can't change mid-season. So I knew as soon as the season has ended and as soon as the new one starts, he'll have his number that he wants because that yeah. is the, that is his number. Number five is his number. It will, I don't think it will change. Um so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Maybe he'll maybe he'll turn into a different animal now. <laughs> yeah, I mean hopefully you know, he'll maybe feel a little bit more at home and a little bit more comfortable because it's his number and maybe we'll see some more consistent performances in the future. But let's just hope that so he gets to play alongside someone who is comfortable with. I mean hopefully he has gone quiet, Nevers has gone quiet, so you know. Hopefully we get some stuff done. Yeah. Yeah, but you're happy with um, the Tavares, Lacunda, yeah. and White. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with them. Uh, White, I'm, I, I am looking forward to because uh, mm. he does seem like a good commanding uh, centre back. So I'm looking forward to him. Okay, okay, and obviously tomorrow we will see. Well, at this time of recording, tomorrow we will see the first semi final. Uh, yes. Italy versus Spain. So maybe we'll see Locatelli. Maybe not. Who knows. Uh, but obviously him being in London has sparked somewhat of a... Um, is he in London? Well, yeah, because the first semi-finals are at Wembley. So, yeah, the fan base are a bit, in a bit of a frenzy because he's in London uh, for all the wrong reasons. Uh-huh. Anyways, yeah, so tomorrow um, will be interesting. Um, England will be playing their semi-final against Denmark. What do you reckon? Do you think it's coming home, James? I would like to think so. Uh, I'll say it right here. I would like. I would. I. I. I think. I do think so. Um, but you know, we have the most easiest approach to a final in years. So you know what? If we do do it, the nation is going to go absolutely nuts. Yeah. Um, because I think there. There's been so much heartache with England, and um, we haven't won a trophy since the World Cup. Yeah. And I think when when we do eventually get over that line, I think it's just gonna we're just gonna erupt. You know, I don't think we'll uh, English football England England as a national team if we win a trophy will ever be the same again. There will mm. be a, there will be a absolute frenzy around the squad that played there. If they win a, I'm probably jinxing it now by saying even more. But I hope for hopefully yeah I hope for hopefully we can do it and hopefully we do get to the final and. And and the players can experience what it's like to be an England player, uh, yeah. and being a final one. Us as fans, because us as fans can experience what it's like to have a national, your national team, in a final. So I'm yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. And no doubt, it's going to be a very very difficult game because we know that Denmark have been really good in this competition. They have also got the added motivation of everything that happened with um, Christian um, Eriksson. So it's going to it's it makes for a very very good semi final. I think I'm looking forward to that semi-final more than the Italy-Spain game because I think Italy will, will walk all over Spain. I think Spain have been absolutely poor this year, this this competition. And um, yeah, so so it's going to be a difficult one. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, the players that Denmark have got absolutely top-notch, Dolberg, Breathwaite, Delaney, Hoiberg, uh, Vestergaard, Char, 
Christiansen, Schmeichel. You know, there's yeah, proper, there's proper a lot, really yeah. good, and even on there's the bench, a lot, man, there's even a lot. On the bench, Paulson, Was, Jensen, Norgard. I mean, you, you you talk about players who are who go unnoticed in um, for their clubs, players silent assassins almost, and almost all of them are almost a little bit like that, silent assassins that you wouldn't often. Uh, linked to you know world class being world class or being elite but all of them do the job and do it really really well so you know I'm looking forward to it I think it's going to be a tough game and um, uh, you know hopefully England win it and get get get, get into a final that will be held at Wembley um, and I think the last time England won a competition England won uh, you know if we do win it someone's going to accuse us of match chasing no, but the point I was making, the point I was just about to make is the last time England won a major tournament was the World Cup in 66, and that was at Wembley. Yeah, yeah. That was held in, in the UK, in England, if yeah, I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, so, not. so who knows? Who knows? It might be an omen of some sort. Yeah. Uh, that let, let, let's, just, let's just put yeah. it right. This has, this has got to be one of the most easiest, you know, I... I, 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 I you know, if 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 uh, after this tournament there's not some like legal battle with UEFA because we somehow, you know, how many how many games were we allowed to play at Wembley? Group stages, semis, final. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> crazy, the, isn't it? it's a little bit of it's a little bit, you know, advantageous kind I'm of. Not, yeah. I'm not. I'm not complaining. Uh, yeah. You know, it's been. It's been. You know, the, the nation has been happy, and uh, when the nation's happy, I'm happy. Yeah. That just sounded so cheesy, but it's the truth. <laughs> It's the truth. When the nation's happy, when we're all having a good time, you know, the year we've the year we've all had to uh, endure through COVID and whatever whatever else, and to to end it uh, possibly with a national trophy for your national team is is what is what football is all about. So I hope that we can bring it home. Absolutely, I echo your words and the words and the thoughts and feelings of many, many millions. Um, and on that note, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there. I think it's a good no worries, to, to man. End the podcast. Um, thank you very much. Everyone who's listened to this episode. If you have reached to the end, if you've reached the end of the podcast, thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Um, for supporting us, it's we're, been, we're just getting started though. We are, yeah, we're getting, getting warmed started. up. It's been it's been yes. brilliant um, to get all the support. Like I said, you know, I say it every week, but you know, it is it is an amazing feeling to know so many of you guys are listening and um, listening for such long periods of times as well. Because obviously, you know, we've got the analytics, so we know who's uh, how many of you guys are are, are listening. Yeah, and if you thing. don't stay, we can track. I'm joking. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, like I said, it's, it's been great. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, Thank you very if you, much. If you want to find us, if you want to reach out to us, if you have any messages for us, you can find us on Twitter. You can find me at since 96 You can find James at James Payne AFC. And we will be back next week for another episode. And by next week, I mean most probably next Monday because, um, well, you guys will be listening to it on Tuesday, but uh, the finals are on Sunday. The the Euros oh, they are, are they? on Sunday, yes. so I think Ooh. we will be waiting for that game before we release an episode. And so, yeah, um, it'll, it'll be they very exciting to, to talk about that. And on that note, I'll leave everybody and see you then. Have a nice yeah. week and speak to you guys then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>